and thank you for joining us today. I'm Gretchen Robinson, Marketing Dietitian with Martin Brothers Distributing, and we're so glad you're joining us for this mini-series on equipping senior living facility leaders and dining directors with the knowledge of industry challenges and putting cost control measures into place in order to feed your bottom line. Joining me today to discuss how to set up systems for success is the Director of Nutrition Services here at Martin Brothers, Julie Halfpop, who's also my boss. Thanks, Julie, for coming. It's a pleasure being here. Thanks for including me. Yeah, absolutely. You are always just so excited to talk about menu and, and the importance of a menu, so we're thrilled to, to be able to have some time with you today. You know, Ryan previously talked about inflation and how that's impacting um, our, our PPD goals, but what are you seeing out there? You do a lot of menus, so what are you seeing out there for trends with menu goals? Yeah, great question, Gretchen. And obviously, these last couple of years have made it topsy-turvy when mm -hmm. it comes to determining a reasonable target here for where we're guiding our, our budget light, so to say. You know, historically, um, you know, Martin Brothers, we've, we've been fortunate to work with a variety of customers with a variety of different dining goals that they have in mind. Um, our PPD ranges prior to the pandemic might have been somewhere between 550 and 850. But of course, as Ryan shared with you, you know, inflation has certainly wreaked havoc on mm -hmm. that. You know, nowadays anymore, what we're looking at is about a $6, you know, up again to about a 950 PPD. And with any kind of a dining program, you need to determine what is going to be successful. We want your residents to be happy and excited about coming down. When they're excited about coming down, that's called marketability. Mm -hmm. So the whole goal is to balance the marketability, the census that you're caring for, along with the cost of that dining program then as well. You know, I think it makes sense as a dining leader or a facility leader, you need to be aware of what's going on out there in the world, mm -hmm. not only regionally, but nationally. So make sure you're getting plugged into your associations. A lot of them track what the PPD ranges have been with other members, mm -hmm. and we certainly um, love to get connected with the benchmark study uh, done through the Association for Nutrition and Food Professionals. Um, you know, as of late, uh, the most recent numbers they were sharing was about a 650. Now, again, that's been in the thick of the pandemic, so we need to adjust mm -hmm. for those goals. And I think an important thing with the benchmark study, too, is that the respondents that answered those questions were fewer during the pandemic. So there's less of a pool. And so you just have to take that into consideration when you're looking at any any number. What are the other factors that, that go into that? So if those are the, the goals that we've talked about and Everybody is basically saying, I need to find ways to make my menu fit into this budget. What are some things that they can actually do? What, what do we do? Like we might take milk off at noon um, because it's not a requirement. So what other things could we do? Oh, yeah. Menus are definitely one of my most favorite topics to talk about, Gretchen. Obviously, menus drive the success of your whole entire food nutrition services department. Uh, the menu drives uh, the satisfaction of the clients that mm -hmm. you're serving. The menu drives, obviously, the nutrition. We want to make sure we're offering a, a healthy diet that's going to lend to the quality of life for those that we serve. And certainly, again, you need to make sure that you've got all those various nutrients covered with the menus that you provide. 
Those menus provide what equipment you need to prepare, what products you need to purchase, the skill staff of the skill set of your staff. Um, but also, again, as a part of our discussion today, those menus drive the cost of that dining program. So time and efforts certainly make sense in orchestrating um, a menu. And menus are meant to evolve, evolve based on the feedback you're hearing from your clients, from your staff members, evolve based on the seasonal availability of certain items, and also evolve, again, based on where those budgetary goals are aligning then as well. Yeah, absolutely. The menu um, has always been important. We've known that, but now more than ever. And I think that we've also seen people adapting their menu more frequently than maybe they would have before. You know, we've worked with some customers who maybe only change their menu, hmm, I don't know, maybe once or twice every two years um, and have gotten really stuck into it. But the pandemic has forced people to have to change because you're not serving the foods that are on that two, three, four-year-old menu. Um, and so the importance of needing to make adjustments, talk about the nutrition adequacy about, you know, if somebody presents you with an optimization or maybe you have a substitute, what are some things there that people need to take into consideration and not just swap stuff willy-nilly? Yeah, great question. You don't want to get lost in the forest, as they say. You know, I, I again, I want to encourage everybody to go back to look at the systems that have set you up for success. I mean, like it says, it's sort of a no-brainer. We want to make sure it's nutrition, nutritious, but that nutrition needs to be driven by a menu planning policy. Um, and most of us dietitians and certified dietary managers will use as a guiding light in a certain number of servings from a variety of different food groups. And in the end, you know, lucky enough for us, because we're able to analyze menus, we can and see exactly what the nutrition is that's provided by a menu based on the DRI goals. So yes, we want to make sure if you've got a menu planning policy that requires three cups of milk a day, you want to make sure that you're providing for that. But another important point to think about too, Gretchen, is that many of us nowadays use an offer versus serve. So we certainly want to align with the health goals of our customers too. It may be that they don't care to have milk at meals. So we're going to offer and encourage and remind them about the importance of that milk, but not just serve it in front of them three times a day to be wasted or thrown out mm -hmm. later. You know, I just I just thought of something that we hear when we go to see different uh, folks out there. They have a goal that they want scratch cooking, but they might not have the skill set. So what do you recommend when you talk to, to people about how to incorporate the goal that they've said they want homemade, but the reality of the staff that they have. Yeah, I think a growing um, number of our recipes nowadays that folks are plugging into is something we call a speed scratch approach. So it is a recipe. A lot of us are cooking like this at home, too, mm -hmm. a recipe that has five ingredients or less. So we're going to start with a, a, a good uh, item like a General Mills cake mix, but we can make a cobbler out of it with a few ingredients. We can make uh, funfetti cookies out of it. Uh, we can make a morning coffee cake. So um, yes, it's important to know what your skill set is and what your goals are and to be able to adjust those recipes that to be able to set you up for success. Now it is an orchestra that needs to come together with these menus. Mm -hmm. A good sound menu is not just 
a listing of what we're going to serve today. Remember, um, as it relates to providing for that adequate nutrition we've talked about, but also making sure we're aligning with that budget, that menu and the offerings need to be supported by a set of standardized recipes. Mm -hmm. Recipes that are quantified for the number that you're preparing within your community. And then not only that, the orchestra includes those portion sizes that are specified there then as well. So it's a whole system, system kind of coming together to make that beautiful mealtime music, yeah. if you would. It definitely paints a picture of the community, um, what they what they like and what they don't like, and and a menu says a lot of a lot of things. Now, Chef Scott is going to talk with us later about waste and really keeping track of our census. But I think you do bring up another point that I just want to draw out that some the cake mix. You mentioned several things that you can do with one product on hand. And so that's how you help incorporate those ideas into the menu that you can multi-utilize different products to have different end results, but you're saving money by not having to have a lot of inventory on the shelf. Oh, yeah, that's such an important goal right now, um, Gretchen, that I, I appreciate that you, you brought that up. Now, I might just, you know, again, share that we're lucky at Martin Brothers. We are able to get an exact cost of the menu um, that we work on alongside our customers. And again, there's a system that happens there, too. So it's a list of the featured items reflected in the recipes that are going to be utilized in the portion sizes, but those recipes are made up of ingredients, mm -hmm. which are actually products that they purchase from Martin yeah. Brothers. Now those products are the best priced, best quality that we as a team at Martin Brothers and the customer chooses to feature um, on their menus. So in the end, not only are we able to get accurate nutrition, but we're able to get accurate costing that accompanies that. So when we're working on menus, let's say we've got a 650 PPD goal is what we want to set up with. If we've got a menu on paper after we've analyzed it that's running $7, well, doggone it, nobody's ever going to hit that 650 goal. Mm -hmm. So again, we want to work as a team to set them up for success financially then as well. And to be honest with you, Gretchen, this is just based on the experience that, that I've had doing them. I like to use, if I'm looking at a 625 or 650 PPD goal, I might target a 570 on paper just mm -hmm. to give us a little bit of wiggle room to account for some overproduction mm -hmm. as well as you need to buy case sizes from most of us distributors. Right. I think we like to, what I like to say is in a perfect world, without any waste, without any accidents, without anything at all, any other thing at all, this is how much it costs one serving. So yeah, those are, those are important uh, things to remember. I also think about, remember what it was like when we used to have to calculate that stuff by hand from some mm. database somewhere. Mm -hmm. We're so much more accurate now, and uh, the dietitians out there in the world have to appreciate that. Oh, for sure, for sure. Hey, now I want to follow up, though, on that cake mix here. Mm -hmm. All right, so yes, I think a good menu nowadays that will help you um, in your... Uh, successes and being good stewards of that bottom line, it makes sure that it's built off of some efficiencies. You do not want to have a whole cupboard or a whole storeroom full 
of products that you're not utilizing. So, um, you know, some tips that I have in that menu planning process, let's try to use those products multiple times throughout that seasonal menu. You know, make sure that you're capturing the seasonal items. I mean, we don't want to have strawberries in the middle of winter when they're not available, not at great quality, and they're going to be high cost for you then Mm -hmm. as well. You know, another thing to think about when we're um, making changes in the menu, again, not only do you want to swap in something that's nutritionally adequate, but also that's going to be of similar cost. Mm -hmm. You know, Gretchen, I think another thing we we can't ignore either is it does make sense to liberalize diets as well. Um, You know, and a lot, not only related to the quality of life for those that we serve, um, but also, again, to kind of streamline the steps that are Mm -hmm. required to facilitate that menu. If you've got folks that have diabetes and you want to serve them a smaller portion of the regular dessert or the regular dessert and adjust their carbohydrates somewhere else, we're not having to buy a separate sugar-free option. And not Mm -hmm. only that, make a batch um, that will accommodate that too. So I think, again, as a team, um, you know, We've agreed before that it takes a team to be able to successfully facilitate a a dining program. And as well, it takes that team to be able to hit that bottom line then as well. So that's something that you talk about often is that team approach within a senior living community. So how do you foster that or what what does that actually look like? You know, I think one of the blessings that have come about from the pandemic is that that team approach is at a higher level of appreciation than mm-hmm. it ever has been in the 35 years that I've been around. Uh, many of our customers have shared that they've had teammates back there cooking. The administrator's been preparing a meal. The maintenance, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody understands that uh, as it comes to getting meal on the table, it takes a little bit of know-how, finesse, and certainly um, an effort that many hands come together to be able to achieve. So now is the time to um, have those honest conversations. You know, and as dining leaders, I want to encourage you to be advocates. You need to be in close communication with your facility leadership as to what the trends are out there in the industry, what your goals are. I mean, again, if you're looking at going to an open breakfast um, with the next seasonal menu, or maybe you want to continue with some room service, that's all going to affect that bottom line. Any changes in that menu is going to affect the goals that we're looking for too. So be in close communication Do that education of your leadership and the rest of your department heads, as well as your team. Um, It's just going to, again, help you not only in the success from a level of satisfaction from your customers, but also on that bottom line. So um, talk. this is kind of a rhetorical question, I guess, because we actually know the answer to this, but it still needs to be asked because we know it doesn't happen all the time. So after we get our menu set up that it meets our goals on paper, can we just, you know, wash our hands of it and walk away and things are done and know that that menu will will meet the cost or what do we need to do? No, menu should be living and breathing. Again, we've constantly got new customers coming in that we're serving, which bring with them um, their own favorite items, their own new suggestions for recipes that they might want you to prepare, as well as staff. We've got, you know, some changeover. That's the reality of where we're at nowadays. Mm-hmm. And each of those staff members bring some different skills, some different favorites, too. So menu should evolve. Now, again, this last year, we've all gotten great at just kind of going 
going with the flow. You know, if products have not been available, um, you know, we've we've kept our eye on course, you know, and making sure things are of nutrition equivalence, um, trying to balance those costs. But we're, we're kind of set up to, again, um, be in close communication with each other to be able to have that menu be the best that it can be today. And we hope that our customers will consider us at Martin Brothers as a part of their team and that success too. Um, we hang our hats on, again, wanting to make a difference every day in their dining programs. And uh, we, we certainly hope that they, they keep us a part of that then as well. Yeah, I think certainly as people have listened to you talk today, they certainly can feel the the passion and, and how we really enjoy menus and, and the job and helping them serve good food to, to some really good people. So Julie, thanks for joining us today. Be sure to join us again as we explore what's feeding your bottom line.